and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey guys, and welcome to our mini-sode where we discuss the goings-on in The Real Housewife of Orange County reunion. Reagan, how are you doing? I am good. And this reunion was fire. It was better than the entire season of the OC. They could have just skipped the entire season and just done the reunion. I 100% agree. And also, can I just say, I really love that they packed it into two episodes and not three. Honestly, I'm going to say three fucking reunions is too It's way too long. I mean, do you remember how long the Potomac one is? It even went over. I mean, there's a lot of shit to talk about, but still. Yeah, but there was still a lot of filler. And I'm like, I'm over. Like, I just want the big shit. Just let's hit the big topics. Let's Um, hit the big topics. What do you think about Miss Kelly Dodd? Oh. (laughs) We're going to start with her. Straight in with the hard (laughs) questions. Um. I uh, I I feel uh, I guess a little bit about her as I do most very rich white people that vote for Trump if I'm honest like I just yeah. Well she's not white. No, but she's but, but she's, she's also always not lived black. a life of but she's also lived a yeah she's not black let's sure. be very clear about that. <laughs> but she's also benefited from a ton of white privilege because For sure. Well she's rich. For all it yeah, she's yeah. rich and Yeah. So I think that I, I I think she's in very dangerous ground. I have very little to say about Kelly Dodd in terms of good stuff. I'm going to go there. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think what the vitriol that she has been spewing on social media has been atrocious. Even after this reunion, like somebody called her out. She called out the woman's employer on social media to try to get her in trouble with her job. Like Kelly crosses too many lines for me. There's a little bit of Kelly that I like. I do agree with her about cancel culture. I don't, I'm not down with that. I don't think we all need to think one way or whatever, but I also think you can't be a fucking asshole just because you feel like being a fucking asshole. It's not cool. And you're right. It goes two ways. I agree. I don't believe in cancel culture, but I also believe in being kind. And like, I also believe in behaving a certain way and and having a certain sense of responsibility of self on social media, which, you know, the two have to go hand in hand. You can't say, I don't agree with cancel culture, but I'm going to say whatever the fuck I like and screw the consequences. Like, and if people try to call me out about it, I'm going to try to contact their jobs and get them fired because that's what they're calling. Because the big thing on social media after this whole thing was that everybody thinks Bravo should fire Kelly because of yeah. the misinformation that she's been putting out there, her just disrespectful behavior and all this other stuff. Um and so she's going to start doing that to people on social media, which is fucking right. ridiculous. But it's so hypocritical. You're saying I it don't is. believe in cancel culture, but somebody comes at you and you try to effectively cancel them. Like, yep. Come on, this is yeah. this. Her levels of entitlement are so off the scale for that sure. She, it's just not okay for her to have this platform. I, no. I kind of agree that. She shouldn't be. She shouldn't be on there, and it's not because she has a different viewpoint. Because right. it's be, it's the way that she treats other humans. Absolutely, actually. because I agree. I mean, 
Because to be real, none of us took COVID super seriously at the very beginning. Nobody did. We didn't know. We We did not know what we were dealing with. And so I think some of those things with her can be like that can be an it, it can be excused. And I think she did speak to that in the reunion. Like, you know what? I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about at the very beginning. Like we learned so much and blah, blah, blah. But like, oh, just even her treatment of other people on the stage. Like, even if you don't like Bronwyn and don't agree with her shit, she was fucking vile to her. I mean, you'd never, I mean, like to call somebody a fake alcoholic. Yes. Is like probably one of the most awful things I've heard. I think Kelly stirs the pot because she doesn't have any actual drama going on in her life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think she pokes at other people to try to get shit started. So she's still kind of relevant. If that makes sense. Like she, yeah. Her relevance on the show is just her being almost like a Howard Stern or Donald Trump on the show, right? Like that's how I think she pictures herself is that she's this outrageous woman that only speaks like the truth and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you're just a fucking asshole. Yeah. you And, you're, it's, and it's not intelligent. It's not even like no. you're coming across with any kind of vaguely intelligent argument. You're just being an asshole. And I think yeah. that that's, that's, that's the danger of these kind of platforms and having somebody like that on there because I'm here to like hear different opinions and people who don't believe in COVID have that fucking right. However much it might irritate me, they have that right. But if they start going after other humans who are especially in less of a position to defend themselves, for sure, then that's just, that's just being a big fat fucking bully. And I think that's what Kelly is. I think she's a bully. And I think, you're right. I think it's all about relevance and being outrageous for being out for outrageousness's sake. And yeah, she needs to be off. Yes, I I 100 percent agree. It's it's just not fun to watch anymore. I mean, I, I don't I don't like watching people of privilege beat up on people who don't share that same no. privilege or have the platform. It's not it's not fun. And would like after what. After last year, we are too far gone. Like you cannot sure. get away with that shit anymore. And it's no. and we shouldn't. She shouldn't have ever had to be able to get away with it. But of course, we they she did. We all did to a certain extent. But yeah. now we have to stand up and go. This is not okay. No, for sure. Speaking of uh, people with big issues, uh, shall we move on to Bronwyn? Yeah. I feel like I need to do some carb loading and stretching before we hit sure. this topic. I'm drinking an electrolyte drink right now to uh, hydrate me purposefully to discuss the complexity. I should have poured myself a complexity. glass of wine. Oh, you should um, have. It's, it's really, really hard because I'm never going to beat up somebody who is, I think to a certain extent, anybody in recovery, in a in new recovery has to kind of be given a certain amount of not leeway, not kind of not we can't we can't go easy on them, but I think right. that we have to recognize that they're not yet their full developed selves. Like this is a very new thing and they talk about well, how right. she's going she's, she's now a year of stuff. She's now Yeah, but I still year. think like a year in sobriety is still fairly new. Um, Fair enough. I think there are some things that we can chalk up to like, like I think the issue with like her and Shannon's daughter, like I think that was one of her low points. I think she is genuinely mortified 
that she did that and apologized for it. I thought Shannon's reaction was fucking weird. Cause then Shannon just kind of blew it off. Like, Oh, well, you know, it's not a big deal now. And like Bronwyn's like sobbing on the show. See, interestingly, I thought that Bronwyn's reaction was a bit weird. Really? Like, I thought Shannon came to her and went, this was not okay. And I think even though she came to her with that, I think Shannon came to her with a, you weren't your best self. Like, I see right. why this happened. It's still not okay, but I see why it's happened. And when, Shan- and when Bronwyn owned it and said she was sorry, I think Shannon was like, okay. Like, I'm not going to harp on about right, this. I right. wanted to say it. I got it out there. She's apologized. Okay. Well, I think it was a little shady because Shannon only said it. Like, oh, yeah. she could have I, she could have fucking addressed this stuff years ago, and she didn't, because it was two years ago that this happened. Um, 100% it was shady on Shannon's part, but yeah. she could have been more of a dick about it. For sure. She could have been Kelly about it. Like, Kelly I would just felt like, never oh, have yeah. let it go. I, no. Yeah. I just felt like, I trust less and less Bronwyn's reactions. Not necessarily because I think she's being... consciously deceptive or manipulative but because I just don't think she's in a place where she really knows what she's doing at the moment still and I think not that I'm giving her excuses by any means but I think she's still very fucking fucked up and there's definitely a narcissist in there and I just saw her like I know she feels bad about that it just didn't ring entirely genuinely for me when it kept when she kept being so desperately, desperately upset about it. And maybe that's just me being really yeah. fucking intolerant, but I just felt like I, she was so playing it up a bit. I feel like that was a more genuine response than probably anything else that she's done. Like, I think it took her off guard because I think she didn't really remember doing it. However, I... I feel Bronwyn is a manipulative fuckhead. Yeah. And like fine, you know, she's going through treatment, she's finding herself and all this other stuff. But I think the way she treats her husband and her marriage is fucking abhorrent. And of course she doesn't want to get a divorce because then she'd have to get a fucking job. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't understand how in any way, shape, or form that it is okay to tell your husband you're not attracted, like, be so public about all this shit about, like, you're not into dudes, you never have been, you've always been a lesbian, but you know what? We're best friends, so I'll never divorce him. It's like, no, you won't divorce him because he's funding your fucking lifestyle. And I agree with Shannon about, like, this comment that Bronwyn made about now it's time to be selfish. You have fucking seven kids, and the youngest is two. You don't get to be selfish right now. You can be selfish yeah. about your drinking and just not drinking and going to therapy and getting yourself help. You can do that, but you don't get to do whatever the fuck you want. And I feel like that's what she's doing. And I'm saying, I mean, Sean enables it. I think Sean doesn't know what the fuck to do. So he's agreeing to be in this relationship, but like it's still enabling her to be a fucking asshole to him. Well, and let's just put this into a slightly different perspective. So yeah. let's imagine not just the not just the domestic abuse, the slapping right. thing. Oh yeah, didn't even talk about. But let's that. imagine this was the other way around, right? right? Let's imagine that it was the man that had decided that he was gay or whatever, or that he wanted a girlfriend and he wasn't really attracted to his wife, but he wanted to stay married to his wife so that yeah. you know she just did the normal. So she did her thing, but he got to have his girlfriend or his boyfriend or whatever, and. 
that was how it was going to go. Like that would not be okay. Well, it's not even equitable because Sean had a girlfriend and she did have a fucking problem with it. And she put a kibosh onto that. Like she is the most selfish person I have ever watched in my life. I mean, she is textbook narcissist and she's like, oh, I've been tested for that. But, but no, like she's textbook narcissist and he is textbook, I guess, codependent as well. But he needs to just stand up to her and be like, people can get divorced and the kids can be fine. Like this, if you can do, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy and it can be, you know, it's a walk in the park, but you can do it well. But I think this is really fucking confusing. And let's also oh, remember yeah. this is on fucking TV. Like For sure. These kids are seeing this. They might not be seeing it now. Yeah. But they are They'll seeing see it, it one day. reading about it. Absolutely. And it's, that's more fucked up than anything. Well, it's all fucked up because let's be honest. If it was Sean going on this journey to find himself, she would have divorced him, taken his money, and done whatever she wanted. She's essentially yeah. refusing to let him leave. Because she'd have to fucking fucking do shit on her own. Yeah. It's it's not okay. And I think it's a really terrible, terrible example to set your kids uh, that this is how you're going to operate. And and Kelly's right. So one thing Kelly said, she wants her, she's having her cake and eating it. And well, it sounds like she's always been able to do that. Yeah. Like this is their relationship. And I don't care who you are. I don't, I don't care if you're in treatment or not. Like you don't fucking treat people that way. And that's no. my problem with it. Like the way she treats Sean is deplorable. It is. It's really, really awful. Excuse me one second. I've got a little tiny that's four-year-old fine. invader. <laughs> yes, my darling. Daddy forgot to clip our nails. He forgot to clip your nails? I think it's going to be fine. Can we do it in the morning? I'm in the middle of recording the podcast, sweetheart, so I can't do it now. Do it. No, we don't need to do it now. I love you very much. But I think if you go to sleep, we'll do it first thing in the morning. Shut the door, please. Thanks, my sweet. Sorry about that, guys. Um, My daughter was very concerned about whether her That's nails okay. had been clipped. We can also just cut that out. Yeah. Um. I can't remember what we're saying. But essentially, I, I going back to Bronwyn. Yeah. I do have to say this. I think she looks amazing. Like I feel like she gets to do whatever she wants. She's doing whatever she wants. (laughs) But I also feel like there's a sense of self about her that there hasn't necessarily been before. I feel like she felt, I feel like whatever's going on, she is on her way to finding her true self for the first time in her life. That true self might not be a very nice person and it might be, a narcissist, but I think that there is definitely a change in her and in the way that she, and I still am impressed with the way that she will own her stuff. You know, she will say, but I don't think she owns all of it. She's not owning the way she's treating Sean. She's not owning any of that. She doesn't see that there's anything wrong with her trying to be her best self, which is fine. Like that's fine. Find yourself and whatever, but don't hold this dude hostage for the rest of his life to fund your lifestyle so you can do whatever the fuck you want. No, I think that's unfair. Right. No, you're right. And I think there's, there's a hypocrisy with her in terms of her expecting people to give her the space to be right. who she wants to be, but yet she's incredibly judgmental of other people's. And jealous of whoever's with Sean. Like that was not okay for her. 
And I, I don't think you can have it both ways. Like, it's just, it's unfair and it's a little bit cruel, I think, to It's Sean. really cruel. I think it's really cruel because he's not in a position to stand up. He doesn't yeah. have the strength to stand up against her. And she knows that. And she's this, yeah. controlling him. It's probably and why it's, she married him in the first place. Yeah, of course she did. Um, so I, I think this is going to develop. I don't think this is how it's going to stay. Yeah. I think that eventually Sean will make a move or she'll just decide she doesn't want Sean and, and move on. And Well, I think only if somebody else can fund her lifestyle. Oh, totally. She'd never jump ship until she had a bigger ship to jump to. <laughs> no, um, for but sure. But I think as well, she's like, she's really worried about the kids. And, yeah. And I think sometimes if you make these decisions in life, you have to go through, you have to accept that you are going to hurt people and your kids may be mad with you for a while. Right. And I think she just doesn't want that to happen. She's trying to make it all fine for her. Absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, Andy called her out. Like, you don't have to do all this. Like, you're trying to do everything. Like, maybe just focus on trying to stay sober and figure out this relationship. Like, because this is obviously not working for everybody involved. I heard yeah. that she's actually not going to be on the show next season, that she's kind of said, like, she's definitely not if Kelly's still on and Kelly doesn't want to film with Bronwyn either. So maybe they'll just both be off. I still stand by. I feel like the OC just needs a oh, new slate. revamp. Well, like, I mean, maybe I don't keep blame Gina them. and Emily. I'm okay with keeping Gina and Emily, but everybody, yeah. like, Shannon doesn't fit there anymore. Elizabeth definitely doesn't. I don't know. No, I hear you. I hear you. And I think as well, we saw Bronwyn talking on the interview with E.T. Yeah. Just keep going because it'll be on Zoom either way. Um, and how she's like, I can't talk to anybody about, B, about right. LGBTQ. I can't talk to anybody about this, that Black Lives Matter. And I think... That's the kind of point where the girls are like, hang on a minute. That's bullshit. Just because we're not having your narrative, just because right. that doesn't mean that it isn't, um, that we're not there for you to talk about. That she's just thrown them under the bus as completely sure. uncaring, thoughtless shitheads. Well, and I mean, you know, that's the point where we see Emily like get out of her seat and she's like, that's yeah. bullshit. Like I've never really seen Emily get that pissed off. Like she's usually pretty measured and, you know, can kind of see everybody's point, but you know, I think it is unfair for one person to paint everybody else as being a completely different way simply because it's not all over social media. I mean, a lot of people do things off of social media. A lot of people live entire lives off of social media, you know. Um, and I think people call Bronwyn out on that as much as she's yeah. like, I'm the only one doing this. There's a real performative element about for it sure. for Bronwyn. And I think that's as bad, if not worse. Like They're not doing anything. I don't <laughs> like, think any of... <laughs> Yeah. You, you know, you can't win. I get it. But it, it, she's, she, I don't think any of them are very nice, but I do think that Bronwyn is probably up there with Kelly in terms of this unlikability right now. They're, I feel like they're completely the opposite sides of the same coin, right? Yeah. Like 100%. Kelly is almost poster child, conservative, but also, a my, you know, a minority background. So feels she can say all this stuff. Where And Bronwyn, you know, wants to call her out on the stuff, but almost equally like be the polar opposite. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Elizabeth. She was new yeah. to the season, uh, new to the show this season and uh, kind of brought some, I guess brought a storyline, but it was, it kind of felt like she regretted a lot of what had happened this season. 
See, this is where I kind of come out. Yeah, I kind of buy Elizabeth working through more stuff than Bronwyn, almost for this reason. Like, Elizabeth's like, I really wish it hadn't come out. However, now I am working through this. Like, I feel like with Elizabeth, we really see the struggle. Hmm. Whereas Bronwyn is kind of more like, fuck you all. Like, this is just who I am. Yeah, Bronwyn's got a deal. She's got a robotic element to her, hasn't it? It's like this, yeah. almost like she's some sort of cyborg. Whereas right. Elizabeth, you do see a real human heart in well, there. Well, and she foibles, doesn't she? Like, yeah. like, I really almost wish it wasn't on the show because now like it's bringing up all this stuff again, but I'm actually getting help for it. So, you know, it's whatever. Like, I can't believe her grandmother ran the cult and all this stuff. Like, I need to do some more sleuthing because I, I looked online... Or like when this first came out on the show, and I couldn't really find what she was talking about. Um, and not that I don't believe it, but I'm just super into culty shit. So I'm like, sweet. Yeah, me I too. I want to know. So, and it's anyways. interesting that she's like, she straight off the bat when Andy asked her, it's like, why? She's like, it's money. It's always about money. And, yeah. and I think that's, and she talks about how religious abuse is, is, is the worst. really be- because of course there's an element of faith that you put into trust that you put, not just into adults, but into Religious religion for sure figures and religion um but it always comes down to fucking money yeah yeah that's really dark i'd i'd like to see another season with elizabeth i'd i'd like to see another season elizabeth like i'd like to see where she kind of goes from here and see i don't know maybe see some changes or just just get a more complete picture of her i I don't feel like you ever get the complete picture with somebody in just one season. Um, so no, for me, I, I feel she could stay with Kelly and, or with Gina and um, Emily. What did I just Emily? Maybe like Got add it. three other different ladies. Um, should we talk a little bit about Shannon and John? Maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so over Shannon. Like I don't want her on the show anymore. I don't care. I just. It's not interesting. It's. Yeah, I hear you. I'm more interested. Let's talk about Gina and Matt and kind of tie it back to the abusive nature of Bronwyn and Sean. Yeah, because I think that was really interesting. You could see immediately that this was obviously a huge trigger for Gina and the fact that Bronwyn was so quick to minimize what happened and and kind of blow it off. And. And Sean, too. I mean, Sean was like the poster child for domestic abuse. That everything that he said, well, she was crying and she's really sorry. And it's like, oh, my God, dude, do you not watch Lifetime movies? This is fucking how it happens. She wasn't apologetic. As soon as she did it, she just crumbled into a ball in the floor. And it's like, of course she did. So do all those abusive husbands. They do the exact fucking same thing. They say they're so sorry. They can't believe they did it. It'll never happen again. And then they do it again. And then they do it again. Yeah, yeah. This isn't the first time that she's done it. You know, we know that this is at least the second time. And let's face it, it's probably more. Um, For sure. And for her to be so lacking in awareness that she doesn't connect the two between what she's doing to Sean and what happened to Gina. Yeah. Blows my mind. I mean, for someone who's trying to spout that they're so empathetic and they want to do all this like social work for other people, like the words coming out of her mouth when she was trying to discuss what happened between her and Sean and just watching Gina's face. Like, I love that Gina stood up and said something. I feel, I mean, because statistically, I, I 
men are abused just the same as women and nobody ever talks about it because it's women, you know, perpetrating the violence. And I loved that Gina stood up for, you know, was was kind of standing up against Bronwyn and saying maybe all the things she wants to say to Matt. The Bronwyn. And I mean, she's, uh, she talked a little bit about how she is going to give her victim statement. And obviously that's been delayed because of COVID, but I think it's really important to, that Gina had that conversation, got to say that to Bronwyn as well. And I think that will have had probably not as much of an impact, but a significant impact on Gina's kind of healing to be able to go, it's not okay. Yeah. Well, and it's not okay. And I I do think like Bravo has to look at that as well when weighing up the fact that Bronwyn may or may not be back next season. Because again, if, if Sean had done that to Bronwyn, he would not be on the show. Well, he'd be in prison. Yes. Like just like Matt, there would be charges against him just like Matt. And it would be felony charges and he would be up for jail time. And, and it's not okay. You know, you can't be a feminist and only want half of it. For sure. If you're a feminist, you have to take responsibility for your own power as well as for your own kind of weaknesses. And I think that we, some women are too quick to focus on these weaknesses, but not recognize that, you know, we can go too far the other way. And we have to take responsibility. Well, and sometimes women do have the power in the relationship, which we see with Bronwyn and Sean. We see it with a lot of these relationships. Absolutely. These women are chosen because they are headstrong, dominant, alpha women. Yeah. So we see this a lot. You know, we see, I think we saw it with, I think we saw Shane struggling with it when Emily was a a lawyer and he wasn't. I think we've seen it in a number, I think we saw it with, uh, Kristen well, I think Cavallari that's what happened. Jay when she For was sure. flying and he was retired. Well, from I think football. you almost see it with Mark and Kenya as well. Like, I mean, Kenya yeah. didn't act that way at home, but I think there was a certain amount of Mark wanting to put Kenya in her place. Yeah, you, you know saw what I'm it saying. With Cynthia and Pete with her yeah. first husband. You know, for sure. I think it happens a lot because I think the nature of them being on the show raises their profile to a point where a lot of husbands struggle. I mean, look, we've Karen and Ray. We could yeah, go on and on and on and on sure. and on. Um, but I think what dis- I think what distinguishes Bronwyn and Sean, Shay, Sean, is that this isn't a result of the show. I feel like this has always been a very controlling, imbalanced relationship. I feel like Bronwyn has always got exactly what she wants when she wants it. And Sean has always been willing to give it to her because on some level, he's probably known that she's not fully invested. And so right. if he can make up for it in other ways, well, she'll stay. I mean, didn't he talk about a lot of the reasons that he was complicit in her drinking was because then things would happen for him She'd in the bedroom. Yeah. Just so, I don't know. I just want to like get Sean out of there. Like, have a team fly in and like rescue yeah. him from the situation because you do it is it feels like that yeah it's, it's it's weird and i never in a million years thought i'd think that i feel like i've been pretty team bronwyn throughout the majority of this thing the show and the reunion put me right off we will see who will be back cuz this is the original franchise so yeah. maybe maybe they won't be back for a while maybe they're going to take it off and just re think it and revisit it because it does seem I think what the last year has done is move the world forward so quickly that things now seem very very dated and I think Real Housewives of OC is one of those things 
I don't think it has to be though. Cause I think if you look at Emily, like Emily works and does a real job and ha- like is the mom and things like that. hundred percent. Gina does too. Like, I think they both bring something really interesting. And I feel like Andy recognizes kind of the quote, like the leadership potential of Emily. Cause like she did the toast on the way out. She was very much kind of the leader of the group this season on some of yeah. these things. So I, I, I would watch a show that included Emily and Gina and maybe Elizabeth but I, there needs to, like, I think Shannon, Kelly, and Bronwyn need to go. I agree, 100%. We'll have to see um, yeah. when it comes back and what it looks like. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but I think that's us for now. Have we yes. missed anything? Is there anything that we we should be chatting about and we haven't? I if don't we know. Have, then just drop email us an email. Us. Yeah. Hey yeah. at tvmyhusbandhates.com. Um but yeah, once again, thank you for giving us your time. Please take a minute to rate and review if you can. Um, but in the meantime, remember, smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We did it right that time. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates is by Jimmy Sims. Yeah.